0: There's a movie online called Love and Mercy, which is the story of Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys, how they rose to fame, and kind of then Brian Wilson's descent, and um, it was a a really fascinating movie because I think that Brian Wilson represents what it's like to be a prophet in our world, and I'll talk a little bit about our, our, our role as prophecy, but generally people that are really creative and people that have inspiring and new ideas... That's often what makes them popular and unique, but it's that same thing that causes some people to look at them and think, what's wrong with this guy? He's crazy. And it's that intersection of creativity and being misunderstood that resulted in their greatest hit ever, Good Vibrations. Anybody heard that song before? We've all heard it, right? So it was at that time that Brian Wilson's, uh, that the Beach Boys were looking at Brian Wilson and, thinking to him, and looking at him like, man, you're crazy. Because he was doing all these different things. It was right around the Pet Shop sounds, and he was doing these different things in the studio where you'd have a guy in a cello instead of playing the cello. He'd have him smacking the cello. And out of this craziness or this bizarreness, this uh, creativity, came their number one hit of all time. And it was at that time that the Beach Boys were like at their pin- uh, pinnacle of fame. But it was also at that time that Brian Wilson began to lose it. So as they're become, becoming more and more famous, he withdraws. He doesn't want to go on the road with them anymore. He decides uh, he's going to start recording his own stuff. Before you know it, he is in his room. We all know the story, right? Brian Wilson spent supposedly two years in his room. And when, they, when, they, when his girlfriend asked him in the, in the Beach Boys movie, she says, can I ask you something personally? Did you really spend two years in your room? And she looks at it, or he looks at him, her and says... It was actually more like three. So he goes from this pinnacle of the height of creativity to three years in his room, isolated from everybody else. Now, we learn in the movie that there's a lot of medical malpractice that he's going through. But but during this time, he's isolated from his friends. He's isolated from his family. He loses his wife. He goes through divorce, loses his children. It's a horrible time. And... Simultaneously, the Beach Boys are continuing to grow, and this talented guy who wrote, fun, 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 surfing USA, wouldn't it be nice, God only knows, is now miserable, and can't even get out of bed. It would take him 20 years to start to recover. And it wasn't until 2013, and I remember this episode of Full House, where he finally got back on stage and sang Kokomo, with, with, the, uh, with the Beach Boys. So it'd be almost 50 years that it took him to get out of his bed and back on the stage. Well, what does this all have to do with the scripture readings today? Well, in life, all of us are called to be prophets. So in your baptism, you were called to be priest, prophet, and king. And so that means in many ways, we're supposed to put ourselves out there. We're supposed to be light for the world. What we'll discover with any of us, if we're living a prophetic life, is we're going to discover times where we rise in terms of using our gifts and talents, but then times where the world just crushes us because the world doesn't want the light, the world doesn't want a prophet. And we hear this in the readings today. Peter gets out of the boat, right? And he says, Lord, if it's you, command me to get out and walk on the water. And he starts to walk on water, and it's amazing, right? And then what happens? What happens? He loses sight of the Lord, boom, and he begins to sink. We hear about it in the first reading with Elijah the prophet. So, Elijah, this prophet, is prophesying God. He makes God create this fire and, and shows that his God is the true God. And then he goes on to fail, and he's chased out of his territory. The last week uh, we hear that he fell asleep under that broom tree. He was so exhausted he fell asleep. The Lord fed him with, with manna and with water. He went on a journey for 40 days and 40 nights. Gets to this cave at the top of the mountain. And what does he do in the cave? He hides. Like he, he doesn't want to have anything to do with anything. He hides. And the Lord comes to him and he woos him and he says, come out of the cave for a little bit. And so he comes out and we hear this passage, you know, of the, the Lord comes first and he wasn't in the strong wind or he wasn't in the earthquake or he wasn't in the fire, but he was in a still, small, small, whisper of a voice and so the reality is that each and every one of us has to get in touch with that whisper of the voice of God that whenever we go through a struggle or whenever we go through a difficulty or whenever life seems to crush us whenever we want to just hide in our bed and not get out of bed we have to listen for that voice of God you know, when I think about this during this time of the pandemic, because we're all supposed to be isolated, right, in our own homes, we've kind of gotten used to hiding out. It's kind of a joke, you know, with workers, with, uh, especially with, um, with Zoom, you know, you don't even have to get out of your pajamas in the morning, you just kind of roll out of bed and you, you roll over to Zoom. But the reality is a lot of us are probably experiencing a breakdown of our lives, a change in the life or the world that we knew it. Our life is just like crumbling in some ways before us. I think about people who were at the peak of their job and then the virus hit and they lost their job. I know one guy that lost his job so he started a farm. It's just a whole nother way of life. Or parents who seemingly had it all together before the virus and now they have to be husband and wife. They have to both be working. They have to homeschool and teach their children. Their lives are just turned upside down. I know someone that was uh, Someone that was in New York and he was uh, reaching out to you know be an aspiring actor and now he's back at home in Ohio and wondering what he's going to do with his life. It's the alcoholic, you know, who started drinking too much. Before you know it, he lost his family, lost his children. Somebody that thought they were happily married. All of a sudden, they experience divorce and their life is completely turned upside down. It's a diagnosis of, of cancer. You you thought your life was, everything was good and then you get diagnosed with cancer and your life completely changes. And all of these examples of life can cripple us, like take us down to our core, knock us out, put us in bed, not even want to get out of bed. And recovery often lasts way longer than we anticipate or than we think it's going to last. But I want you to know if you hear nothing else, Jesus is with you. He's always reaching out to you, taken by the hand. No matter how far you're sinking, no matter how deep your depression's getting, no matter how bad life seems to be, he's there. And as we hear in the, the first reading, it's often not in the destruction of our lives, not in the damage of our lives, not in the fire, not in the earthquake, but a small, gentle, whispering voice telling you that he's got you. So as the world continues to rage around us and we all face the difficulties in our lives, we have to be willing to step out once more. Maybe you're watching this on home and you haven't been out of your house forever. To be willing to step out of that front door again. For each and every one of us to continue to step out back into the world. To take a step to get out of bed, get out of our rooms, get out of our house. Step back out on the water again, knowing that Jesus has you. Hear that gentle whispering voice in the midst of all the raging going on around you. Get to that place of silence and stillness in your heart where you can hear him. And then know that he's reaching out his hand to pick you up again.